0: Welcome to this guided meditation with Father Mark, your guide for a more intimate and transformative connection with Christ. Please pause, play, and adapt this aid to facilitate your own personal conversation with the Lord. Lord Jesus, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, I come into your presence in the name of that cross, the name of the Trinity, in your most holy name, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Lord Jesus, I come into your presence as your brother. You're my Lord, yes,
0: but you're also my brother as your fully man, your human nature. Lord, you and I share so much. As brothers, I don't often think of you as
1: my brother, Jesus. And so today I want to think of you in that way. I can relate because I have my own brothers. Now adults and peers with me, great
0: source of support. who have been through similar things, who encourage me, who know me. And Jesus, you're like that. You're like a brother to me. We're together and similar, like all things, except sin. And so I turn to you as my brother in this prayer. Accompany me. Teach me how to pray. Help me to pray. And I hope in you, your promises, Jesus, just like a good brother, you'll do all you can to help me, to save me, to give me the graces
1: I need, to mender me, To teach me. And I believe in you. I hope in you. And I love you. Again, as a brother,
0: my Lord and Savior, yes. My Redeemer, yes. But also as my brother. Someone who's gone ahead of me. Who's lived similar things and yet done it perfectly. With full of love. And is right there with me. To help me go through the same things. With the same degree of love with heroism and fidelity. So Jesus, thank you. You're my older brother. I don't say in the faith because you as the son of God didn't practice that virtue, but in your human nature, trusted and loved your father, believed in his plan, adhered to it totally. So yes, Jesus, I you're my older brother in faith,
1: in fidelity in apostleship and building the kingdom. And I thank you, Jesus, for always being there for me, always being with me. I'm grateful for this time together. Ask you to keep enlightening me, keep speaking to me, keep
0: giving to me what my heart most needs in these times of prayer and intimate connection with you. So I turn myself now to Luke 10, 13 to 16. Jesus said to them, Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would long ago have repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And as for you, Capernaum, Will you be exalted to heaven? You will go down to the netherworld. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you
1: rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Jesus, these words of condemnation, of woe, of warning, to those towns, those peoples
0: where you had preached, where you had been present and done your miracles. You first approached them in signs and wonders and in eloquence and in beautiful teaching and preaching and parables and the Sermon on the Mount and all these ways to enlighten them. But it comes to a moment also, Jesus, for those who didn't listen, who didn't follow, who didn't repent, To those who heard and, Perhaps didn't run a risk, didn't want to risk it, didn't want to change their lives in accordance with what they heard, and refused to believe because to believe would have implied too much change, too much humility, too much acceptance, too much leaving aside things, what habits, ways of being or thinking, possessions or whatever it was. They refused. They hardened their hearts. They didn't follow. And so now, Jesus, you're throwing down the gauntlet, you're you're warning them, you're telling them, you're you're enlightening their conscience by saying, hey, this is what you're doing. Think twice. Like, woe to you. Because I've done mighty deeds in your midst. I've shown you things. I've revealed the Father. I've preached to you. I've healed. You know, men with with withered hands have been healed, blind people who are now see lepers who are cleansed, women possessed by demons who've been set free. I've preached the truth and enlightened your minds and heart and speak them, spoken in a way that you say no one's ever spoken like this. Like all these things I've revealed to you in a desire to woo you back to my Father, to reveal to you the love that waits you, the truth that's here. Come back to the family of God, to understand the essence of the religion and the sacraments and sacrifice and the worship of the temple, all that I revealed to you, the true sense of it all, and you're rejecting that. Woe to you. Because if other great sinners, you look at Tyre and Sidon as, how is it possible that they didn't accept the prophets of the past and and God's mighty works and the Ten Commandments and the Jewish faith and the temple and the worship, how could they stand against when they'd seen all that God had done through Moses and, and Joshua and eventually David and the prophets? How dare they? They couldn't. Greater things than these have been done in your midst. Woe to you for not accepting the gospel there's going to be judgment on you. It's going to go better for these famous cities of opposition than for you. Or Capernaum, the city of Peter, the headquarters of Jesus' public ministry on the Galilean shore. where James and John and Andrew, and where so many just at the foot of the, of the Mount of the
1: Beatitudes just down the road from Magdala. So much of the ministry of Jesus happened. You think you're going to get exalted, the fact
0: that I chose and did all of this? If you don't accept and believe and follow, don't think just because I chose that space that everyone
1: automatically then is saved, you need to accept it and participate in it. You don't, going down to the netherworld. The fire and the sincerity with which you speak, Jesus,
0: is so impressive. Today, we want to sugarcoat you, Jesus. And so many people want to see you as an agent of love and acceptance and, and permission and, and so many things that, Jesus, you don't represent, at least in the way that they understand it. Far be it from you, Jesus. You had demands. Sure, you loved the heart, but you had moral demands. You expected conversion and repentance and adherence when your power was shown. Yes, you led with mercy and compassion. But eventually, over time, when that mercy and compassion and goodwill was met with resistance and rejection, you did not hesitate to offer your woes, your warnings, again out of love, Jesus. And that's the spirit with which you invite me, as your apostle, as your minister, to do the same, to lead with love, to lead with the power of your mercy, the power
1: of your healing, but also the truth of the invitation to conversion. And personally, Jesus, I need to look at my own life
0: and be consoled that whoever rejects me is also rejecting you. As you said, who rejects you rejects me. and Whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me that I'm sent by you and the Father. And so I don't need to take personally any rejection. But also, Jesus, I need to be your ambassador, speak your word, not my word. Because woe to me if what they reject is a mistranslation of your word, your truth. Something doctored or dumbed down or adjusted by my own sensitivities, by my own agenda. So help me, Jesus, be a, a faithful and a true apostle who represents your truth. With great love and mercy,
1: but also with great honesty and coherence to what you've revealed. Amen. This has been a guided meditation with Father Mark Haydu
0: of the Legionaries of Christ. If this has helped you, please consider sharing it with a friend along with the other meditations, homilies, and talks found on the Legionaries of Christ podcast located on all major platforms or go to rcnytristate.org for links.